We're now going to get into the AFC South, and we start off with the Tennessee Titans. Their schedule looks like this, including four primetime games, one in week two at Buffalo, week nine at Kansas City, week 11 at Green Bay, and week 17 against Dallas. This schedule, gentlemen, not very nice to the reigning AFC South winners. Dylan, what's your storyline heading into the 2022 season for the Titans? My storyline is King Henry rules the season. King Henry rules the season. I think this year more than any other year, when you look at the Tennessee Titans, it has to be on the back of Derrick Henry. I mean, this guy's just an absolute bulldozer and he needs to be the focal point of their offense. Banged up last year. You did have A.J. Brown, who obviously missed some time. A.J. Brown's out of there now. This has to be on the shoulders of Derrick Henry, and he has to be the one that could really get this get this team going. But, I mean, the, the defense, they're okay. But, I mean, other than – I think Derrick Henry, if, if there's no Derrick Henry this year, this team's going to be atrocious, and all their offensive production is going to have to come out of that spot. Yeah, um, I'm going to slightly disagree with you. Derrick Henry is going to be amazing. I know that, but uh, you can't be a one-trick pony. And taking away A.J. Brown, that is kind of what this offense is looking at. So my storyline is more about this defense and how long they can pull their offense along. Uh, like we saw them do last year, this defense was a big reason uh, why the Tennessee Titans were able to stay in first place in the AFC South, uh, why they were able to get the bye. Uh, after Derrick Henry went down, this team – this defense, that front seven with Danico Autry and Harold Landry and Jeffrey Simmons, those guys really carried it along, gave time for that secondary to get back together and figure themselves out. They were ranked number 28th all the way through week six. And they ended the season ranked six overall. Uh, they were top three for a number of weeks in the back end of the season. So I'm wondering if this defense is what it's going to be on again, because this offense right now to me, I think their line has regressed. Uh, their receiving options obviously have regressed. I'm not going to go too hard on Traylon Burks, but – doesn't seem like he's been able to put a full drill in at OTAs yet. Um, and they've been talking about that a little bit here and there. So, I mean, Tannehill's got, got a got a very big uphill battle. Uh, so hopefully this defense can be strong and uh, get a couple wins for this offense until they can get it together. You're making those Titans fans upset in the chat, okay? You're making them upset with your words of hurt. With my truth? Pain. It's, it's, it's hurtful. No, I, I find it really funny, though. Like, heading into last season, the biggest thing we talked about was the Titans, the Titans defense and that being their biggest concern. And it's funny how things change to where now that defense is what we're saying. How long can they rely on it? They get a Caleb Farley hopefully back. And that offense just still seems very shaky was a lot of uncertainty if i don't know i don't believe in ryan Tannehill. that's 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 my personal belief and then when you look at the schedule it's not very favorable for the tennessee titans aaron when you look at this what's the one game or maybe games that stand out to you the most yeah so for me it's just the the big time matchups in the afc the teams that they're gonna have to beat to get to the super bowl right uh, they were the number one seed in the afc we all know that but they haven't been able to get past these teams in the playoffs. And you're talking about a Kansas City, a Buffalo, that they're going to be having to beat those teams and more consistently. They play in a division where they get basically four wins a season with Houston and Jacksonville. And again, I'm not saying they beat them every time, but a lot of people look at them and say, okay, that should be four wins on their schedule. This year, Indy's got a new quarterback. Indy's going to be good this year. Uh, we talked about the Raiders. They got the Raiders on the schedule. 
Green Bay's on the schedule. Cincinnati, Philadelphia's better. How are they going to compete against teams, playoff teams, consistently throughout the entire season? You talked about that offense. Um, this is going not. This is not a hot take. This is going to be make people very turbed at me. And I'm not saying like it's time for somebody to fall off a cliff. But Derrick Henry has nearly a thousand carries in the last two and a half. A thousand. We saw what happened last year in the middle of the season. He gets hurt. He breaks his foot. I want to remind people how quick we are with running back to label him the best running back in football and how quickly they fall off. I can name names. Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, and now Derrick Henry, who before two years ago or three years ago, he was okay. He did he had barely a thousand yards, was splitting carries, about 215 carries. And then two years ago, he starts getting the bulk of the carries and he goes bananas, 1,500 yards, then 2,000 yards, and then a thousand, almost 1,000 yards last year in, in the half season. But he, now he's 27, right? He's going on 28 years old. It's going to be a, a decline more than it is an incline. He's not going to get better than what he's been. He's going to only go down. And I think I think that's a big problem for a team that relies on the is running it, game so much. Is it though? Because I know what I know what people are probably no, no, I I, I am aware of how important Derrick Henry is to the game, the offense, everything. But I know that last season the Tennessee Titans, they didn't it's not that they missed a step without Derrick Henry, but that run game was not the problem for Tennessee when it came down to it, when Derrick Henry was out. It that was run absolutely game, the problem. See, this is this is what we do because we saw Deontay Foreman come in and have good games and Hilliard. What is that? Why do they have good games? Because as a defense, I no longer have to put eight in the box. I no longer have to put an extra safety up there to worry about Derrick Henry. I'll let Deontay, good luck Deontay Foreman being consistent enough to beat me, right? So I can now play more coverage on A.J. Brown. I can now stop that play action. So you're not necessarily saying this is about a fear of people not, not people not being able to carry the torch while Derrick Henry's out, but the the fear of defense is not selling out for Derrick Derrick Henry anymore, and the lack of weapons that Tennessee has that it's gonna it's going to be all on that running game, and it's not and you can't win in this league without relying without at some point relying on your passing attack. Robert Woods coming off of a torn ACL, a trail on Burks, who's having some question marks early on. Obviously, that could pan out. He could end up doing well once mini camps and all that stuff gets rolling in August, but or July. I there's just a lot of uncertainty no and the trust is a not team there. that can't run the football. That's Tony, why King Henry wrote it's the Kansas City speech. Chiefs the last year when we were trying to like the first part of the season. Teams can scheme against you when they know what you want to do. When you have a, a weapon like Derrick Henry who was healthy and running at his full potential, it makes their passing game great no matter if they have weapons or not because of the play action. Without Derrick Henry being, to me, I don't know that Derrick Henry can carry another 370. I don't. I don't think he should. Maybe that's why they drafted Hassan, Hassan Haskins, though. Perhaps, but that's uh, not, like, let's, let's be honest. Are we anybody here thinking Hassan Haskins is going to be Derrick Henry? No, 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 no. But to spell them and, and to, to lighten the workload. But yeah, I, I would I would assume it's to lighten the workload. I don't know that Tennessee's offense can be successful without Derrick Henry getting 35 carries. That's fair enough. That's let's, my, yeah. that's, let's see what this get what our uh what our standings look like for the Tennessee Titans. Aaron, you have them at eight and nine. AJ, you have them at seven and ten. 
Dylan, you have them at nine and eight with a winning season, and I am the lowest of everyone. Maybe disrespectfully low. You're just disrespectful. Maybe just maybe disrespectfully low. And I I I can go through my schedule and tell you guys the losses. I mean, it's not it's not far fetched to think that they can go that they go six and eleven. I have them losing to Buffalo, not crazy. I have them losing to Las Vegas, not crazy. Losing against Indianapolis, again, not crazy. Outside of the bye, I have them winning against Indianapolis, so I have them splitting that. Then they, they lose to Kansas City, lose to Denver, lose to Green Bay, lose to Cincinnati, lose to Philadelphia, lose to the Chargers, and lose to Dallas, and lose to Jacksonville at the end of the season. So maybe two of those games can be flip-flopped and changed, like the, the Jacksonville game at the end of the season, and maybe like uh, somewhere they get they can find a way to beat one of these top playoff teams, but I just don't see it. And that's why I have them at six and 11. Cause I just don't see that ending up happening. Denver at home. That's the game that they could win. I mean, we, yeah. we, we like Denver, but it's tough to go on the road to Tennessee. I think that's a game that they can win. Um, I actually have them weirdly winning more games than you, but losing twice to Indy. Uh, so it's kind of interesting, but I, I do have them beating a couple of good teams. I have them beating the chargers. I have them beating Denver and I have them beating Philadelphia uh, along with the rest of the okay. teams on their or, uh, I, I like Bailey's comment. I like Bailey's comment. Yeah. Vrabel's a heck of a head coach. Yeah, I agree. He, I mean, he's, he's, there's no way that he could go. He could lose 11 games but, with his roster. But what's one think? thing Not we've true. talked about this offseason? We're starting to see things kind of spiral. Maybe and maybe Vrabel will be able to get that all under control, and maybe maybe he changes yeah. everything around. He's a very good coach. I respect him, and may, and I agree. It, it 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 looks disrespectful to say the Tennessee Titans, who have won this division and have been good ever since, have been good for the past few seasons. Well, they have average. They haven't had. They've they been average. Had less than nine wins though in a long time. That's what I'm saying. They've been a pretty 500 team for the past few years, and a big part of that is because of Mike Vrabel. And I do respect that. And if you look at the six and eleven, you think it is disrespectful, but uh, it's not. When I listed those losses for the Titans. Are any of them that crazy? No, no, but but it, it's also not that crazy to think that they can win some of them. I agree, so, and that's yeah. why I'm not saying maybe maybe once the season starts, once we get to our full predictions on September 1st before the season starts, or whenever before the season starts, maybe it'll change. But I don't. I, I I still think as of right now that the Tennessee Titans are a six and eleven team and not the cream of the crop in the AFC South anymore. Oh, no, 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 no.